Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To all old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please check the three dots menu at the top or look along the bottom row until you see a cog icon. Click that and look for the word advanced or look for the words to higher quality and then bump up your video to 1080p. But as I've noticed recently in the last month, YouTube has finally done us all a solid and increased the resolution on the videos naturally. So you should be getting this in clear HD quality naturally. But if you don't, please adjust your settings. I'd like to, to um, announce that I have recently, with the help of the Blessed Sister in the Lord, begun to translate the prophecies on the Master's Voice into Spanish. The Lord brought it to my attention um, in a roundabout way, but I'm grateful to Him because we're not always aware of everything that God would have, have us walk in. But He brought it to my attention that the Spanish-speaking community is a very large community in the United States and it would be something of a disservice to not have these prophecies available to them in a format that is easier for them to use. And so there is another channel that has been created where these prophecies are available in Spanish by a native Spanish speaker. And I pray that you will visit this, this channel if that is your native language. Watch the prophecies there. Subscribe to the Master's Voice prophetic channel and share the videos with others that you know are Spanish speakers but do not know about the things that the Lord is saying about these end days. I also have the Master's Voice prophetic blog on Rumble. I'll leave the information below. Please feel free to go over to that channel and watch a few of the videos, share from that channel so that more people can become aware that there is an alternative to this channel on another platform and they can subscribe there. You're welcome to subscribe there, share the videos from there so that there can be a greater awareness of the things the Lord says will come. And so I am in the Sin series. I have completed both the Russia and China series that I began in the year 2020, in August of 2020. And I have also completed the America series that I started, I think it was November, mid-November that I started that series. And that series basically continued for quite a lengthy time until uh, I think that would be mid-May that I finished with that. And so I am now in the Sin series. And while the Sin series is in no way exclusive to the United States, I have made it clear, hopefully in the introduction, that the reason that God focuses a lot on the sins of America is because he has given her the premier place in the earth. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand says the scripture. But over time, as Revelation reveals, Babylon began to fill her golden cup, which was actually the cup that represented the pureness of God's word, which he gave to her and entrusted to her for her to succor all the nations, which means to feed all the nations the truth of the gospel, which she did with exemplary skill and style for a while and began to profane herself, and into that cup went many abominations, many evil deeds, many perversions, and it is that cup, the filthy cup, that the nation called Mystery Babylon in the end times 
has started feeding the nations and telling them, do this and do that. Cut out the unborn from the womb. And it's okay for two men to be together. And it's okay for you to have feelings, sexual and amorous feelings towards young people and towards children. These are just preferences. They're not bad. And so I said in the introduction that we are in the age of the dismantling of everything. We're all good, as God has prescribed it, is being cast away in favor of the lecherous desires of people's hearts. I also mentioned in the introduction that it is very easy for us to stand in judgment of outward sin. And it is true that the Lord has set us to be one another's keepers and to walk in all righteous judgment. But it is very easy to see the outward sin, people who carry their sin in a slightly more flamboyant and obvious manner. And yet we sit next to the train on people, next to people every day on trains and on buses and in traffic who may be um, raping their spouse at home. They may be committing so much sexual abuse against their children. And these children have no voice. They have no helper. They have no rescuer. People are committing secret sins every day. And so I said at the end of the first video that sin is a collective weight. The Bible says, Proverbs 14 and 34, righteousness exalts a nation. So a nation that is righteous will be lifted up in God's eyes. A nation that is righteous will actually be God's favorite. He will fight for that nation the same way that he fought for ancient Israel. When ancient Israel kept to the parameters of God's word, when she honored him with sacrifices, when she would raise up a shout, in her camp and worship God when she would come and lay her due sacrifices at the temple and bring her worship to God at the appointed feasts and festivals. God was in love with that nation. And this is something that I, I really feel we are failing to walk in as the end time generations of Christians. We think that love for God is a mouth love. So if we sing reckless love, and if we just say, God, I love you so much, we think that that suffices as love. But God does not receive love in the manner that most people want to give it, simply because most people do not equate spiritual love with the sacrifices of righteousness that actually please the Lord. God is pleased when we offer him sacrifices in the time of prayer, fasting, worship, reading the word and walking in the good works that he prepared for us to walk in before the foundation of the earth. God is pleased when the mouths of even the unbelievers speak well of Christians because of the life they live. God is pleased even if a person is not a part of your religion. If you are walking in mercy towards that person, helpful towards that person, able to, for instance, connect that person with resources that they don't have. If you are just the kind of person who's able to bail other people out, you won't always need to boast about the fact that you you're a child of God because in this world of selfishness, in this world of increased cruelty and looking out for number one, me, my four, and no more, that person who may not know your God will perceive by your conduct that you are different from the norm. And this is honestly and obviously a much better way sometimes of bridging gaps between us and people who may not share our faith or people who have no faith. 
when they see the conduct that we walk in, righteousness exalts Christians in the earth and righteousness collectively exalts nations in the earth. But the other part of Proverbs 14 and 34 says, sin is a reproach to any people. That means that sin is a shame. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Sin is a shame and sin brings shame. Sin is a reproach to any people, whether you're committing it in your tiny little corner of the world and you think no one knows about it, or whether you're committing it with a group of friends, or whether you're creating it large scale as certain nations do. And among all the nations committing all the large scale sin in the world, God's eye is firmly on the front runner, the person who is 22,000 laps ahead in the sin swimming race. That is the nation of America. You may not like to hear it, but I'm not here to win friends. I'm here to bring forth the prophetic words of the Lord exactly as they are. And so as we're going through this series, there may be a few things, not a few things, quite a lot of things that are graphic. Please share these videos with others and share them with your children wisely. There are certain things that children just don't need to know. And if you're breaking prophecy down for them, you need to break it down age appropriately. I still believe that there is a core of innocence in children that can be salvaged and that can be saved, despite the fact that TV now and the things they talk about with their friends at 11 and 12 years old could just shave the head off a grown, uh, uh, off a grown up from shock. But I still think that this is the time to labor intensively to bring back the core of innocence to your children as much as you can. And so they need to understand what God is saying, but you as the parent will decide how much they need to know. And so I've decided to forego part two of the series, which was just more teaching about the things that God says. Um, one of the things that God was speaking about in part two of profanity of profanities is that this fallacy of God, uh, God hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. The Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. So if you are aligning yourself with the lifestyle of sin, you have actually made it the path you are walking on. Do not in any way listen to the false teaching out there that God is in love with you. God is angry and his weapons are in a bow aimed at those who are breaking his law. The fact that he is intensely merciful and always spins around 180 at the drop of a hat as soon as someone um, expresses remorse for the activity should never preclude the fact that God is not the friend of the sinner. He never has been and he never will be. So it's time that we started unpacking some of the myths that we've been taught in church because a lot of these myths are very catchy. You know, they're almost like advertising jingles. You hear them now and then and you hear them long enough. And before you know it, you're out there perpetrating the same thing and repeating it as if it's true. And it's simply not true. Today's prophecy was received June 12. I should state that these prophecies were all one long vision. God gave me this vision over. It must have been at least an hour. It could have been more, but all of them are dated June 12th because I saw so many things happening at the same time. And what it was, was like this. It was a series of, I would almost call it plates, right? You know, a plate in photography is a little square and it depicts a certain picture. So what I saw was one plate, another, another, another. They were all happening in a stack on top of each other. And I was looking at them so I could see all the way down to the seventh or the eighth stack. 
and they were playing at the same time and somehow the Lord just made me able to see all of them and to separate them into different vistas, different plates and uh, they were like an accordion. So that was how I saw this particular vision. So I said that this is a, a, a declarative word from the Lord, which means that it is strong and it is stating facts and truth that the Lord has shown me. And I was saying that parents should exercise their own caution as to how they will expose their children to these things. These are very difficult things for me to see. The Lord shows me a lot of graphic sexual imagery. And as a single woman, keeping myself pure, these things are not easy for me to see. They cause me great irritation. And that is sometimes why the word is delivered with strength, because the Lord brings these prophecies to me with the same strength of someone frustrated that his creation continues to defile itself in these ways. And then there is my own frustration that I'm forced to look at these kinds of things. However, the Lord's will be done. So the Lord gave me this at nine o'clock in the morning and the words that he spoke to me were immolators of desire. So that is what I woke up with at nine o'clock on the morning of June the 12th, immolators of desire. And I know that the word immolate means to set on fire, but immolate is an archaic word. And to immolate oneself is not just where you pour kerosene on yourself and you light yourself up. It is actually usually a declaration. So because we know that fire is intensely agonizing, it is not everyone who will decide I'm going to set myself on fire. It takes a certain commitment to the cause to set yourself on fire. It's not something that anyone does except by accident because, as I've said, it is an agonizing thing. Human flesh is riddled with nerve endings and a simple cut on the finger lets us know it can make your whole hand hurt. So imagine your whole body on fire. The word immolate means to destroy yourself or kill yourself or someone else with fire by burning in a formal ceremony. So the instances of immolation that we have that you can find on Google are usually someone who was protesting something or someone who was angry and trying to make a political statement to the point that they poured gasoline on themselves and lit themselves up. And yet the Lord woke me up and said, this is what humanity is doing to themselves with sexual immorality. I read, I have seen an evil among the sons of men. This is what God said to me. And so I said, uh, what is the evil, Lord? And instantly the Lord flashed me some images. The first image, I saw a person who was leaning forward on a stool. So they were leaning like leaning against a bed or leaning against a stool and they were naked. And another person was stuffing what looked like a string of pearls into their behind. So... Yes, it was a string of pearls, almost like a rosary, and the beads were of different sizes. So some of them were small and some of them were big. And from the shapes of their bodies, I could see that it was two men doing this. So I saw their arms and their thighs and I was, I was immediately upset because that's just the reaction I have when the Lord just does these things. And I said, God, why are you showing me this? Why do I have to see it? And the Lord said, because they make me very weary with this evil and my prophets are unaware that this happens. Therefore, see what I see and you will know why I am inflamed by their continual evil. These people do this to test my spirit. They incite me to continual anger 
every day. And so there you have it from the Lord's word, from the Lord's own mouth, proving that this God loves the sinner, hates the sin is a lie. God hates sin and he finds it offensive all who commit sin. And if he would, he would shut them perpetually out of his sight. If they do not repent, they will be shut not only out of his sight, but out of his internal presence. So if you're someone out there who perpetrates this lie about loves the sinner, hates the sin, it's time to pack it up and get some new material. Read your Bible so that when you actually speak to other people, you will speak to other people the truth that can save their souls. And so after the Lord showed me these two men putting these beads in them, I began to see pictures rolling by on this plate. And it was almost like when people do a work presentation or a high school presentation. I saw a woman that was lying on her back and another woman was stuffing these pearls into her front. And so these pearls, like I said, these pearls are actually in the world now and they're very top selling, hot selling item called Yoni pearls. Um, or vaginal pearls, if I can put it that way. They're not actually pearls because no one would waste high-quality material like pearls for that purpose. They're actually just different beads of different shapes, and it is a seriously trending and hot item in the world today, and it's sold for multiple purposes. People are told that it will help them to keep their pelvic floor healthy, but most of the time they're simply sold as a type of sexual toy, and God hates the use of this thing on people. It is many times that the Lord has shown me different types of apparatus that men and women are using in their so-called playtime in the bedroom and the anger. Sometimes when God is showing me these things, he is not speaking, but there's this flaming heat that comes off him when he's showing me these things for me to understand that this is not what the human vessel is for. If God would say through the Apostle Paul that know ye not that ye are the temples of the Most High God, why then would you join your temple to a prostitute? I don't think that we need a separate verse to ask why then would you join yourself to a prostitute's toy? So I then saw the next picture, which was a woman who was bent double to her feet and there was a naked man behind her and he was having sex with her in her behind in her back door private area. The picture flipped and then I saw two men in the same position making the most horrible sounds. And then I saw a woman who was tied to a bedpost and there was a man, a naked man, so she was tied naked. And there was a naked man who was approaching her with a tool belt around his waist. So he was wearing nothing, he just had a tool belt with tools and he had a burglar mask on. And he was approaching this woman like a burglar who had broken into the house and had the intention to ravish the woman. And he was so good in his acting that the woman was terrified, but she was also happy because this man was acting out some fantasy that they had. And nailed over the bed was a black sign and the words carved into the sign were the rapist game. And the Lord made me understand that this couple were indulging rape fantasies. Now, rape is a highly controversial topic and has always been a reprehensible crime among human beings. But there is a shocking amount, amount of people who hold the desire to be in what they term is a healthy, loving relationship, but then to act out a most unhealthy, violent desecration of the human vessel within 
their so-called healthy relationship. And this type of mind, brothers and sisters, let me be frank with you here, because at this, at this point in my adult life, this channel is just going to have to go for broke. There is no way that the Lord can put these words in my mouth and then I can sort of be creeping and trying to be tender. If God is going to do these things and show these things to me, you are going to get them exactly as it is. We are in the stage where being a holy vessel of God does not consist in how much you give to your church. It does not consist in how many good works you do. It does not consist in you taking the little cute Instagram photos with your Bible and then you're like, quiet time with Jesus. I literally cannot stand that, but that's just me. If you're having quiet time with Jesus, be quiet. We don't need to know about it. That's part of what the private intimacy of oneness with the Holy Spirit is for. That people are so addicted to social media that even when they're about to get into the prayer closet, they need to snap it just for us to know their thumbs up with the Lord. Incredible. Here's the thing. Holiness before the Lord does not only consist in the works that you work, it consists in the posture of your heart. The heart is extremely important. The Lord speaks in Proverbs 4 of the heart as a garden, and he tells us to guard that garden with diligence and care so that weeds will not grow up in it. So if you are, for instance, a married person and you are in covenant, and yet these kinds of habits are what you have brought to the marital bed, you are desecrating your marriage. No matter what Oprah has told you, no matter what the self-help gurus have told you, no matter what even the Christian counselor at your church has told you that as long as they're in agreement between a husband and wife, it's okay. It is a lie. If a husband and a wife conspire to murder the neighbor, how is that okay? Agreement for sin is sin. It doesn't, it doesn't become not sin because the two of you have an agreement. I just hope that's understood. And so the Lord was showing here a relationship where these two people were together. They may have been married. They may not have been. But in the relationship that is supposed to be sovereign and healthy, they have brought in the unhealthy practice of acting out rape in the bedroom. And the next picture that I saw on the plate was people lying in twos and threes all in the same beds. And so above some of the beds, I saw that same black sign with the words as if, as if somebody had scraped them with an angry nail. And some of the signs above the bed said marital bed. And then there was a nail slammed through the sign right into the wall. And so I understood that in these beds, in some of these beds where group sexual practice was taking place, there were married people actually participating or bringing someone else into the bed, I saw among the bodies flashes of wedding rings, but some of the hands wearing wedding rings were two men's hands, and some of them were two women's hands, and some of the hands, one had a ring, and one did not have a ring. And so the Lord began to speak to my heart, telling me, married people leave their homes and go out to have sex with their same sex. And sometimes their opposite sex partners at home do not know about this. So a married man will leave and go out and seek either another married man or an unmarried man. And his wife at home has no idea that he does this. Sometimes the wife does know that he does this, but is content 
to live in that situation for perhaps financial re reasons or just tolerance reasons because maybe she's found out after 35 years or 12 years and doesn't know what to do and doesn't want to leave him because she genuinely does love the man that she married. Well, the Lord says that sometimes married people go and have affairs with opposite sex. So a wife will leave home and married and go go and out and have an affair with a man who is at least the right person that a woman is supposed to sleep with. And the other spouse that she goes and sleeps with may himself be married or not married. Or the Lord says that two of the same sex marry each other and enter the bed together. Or people exchange spouses with each other and they all share one bed. All these actions defile the marriage bed with adultery, homosexuality, perversion, secret affairs, and they break their vows before the Lord. And so on, in one of these group beds, the Lord showed me a man and a woman who had the same ring, which means that it was a couple, the same band, the same inscription was written on the ring. And yet they had another person. I could not see if it was a man or or a woman with them. They had a third person rolling in bed with them. And this person would turn first to the husband and have relations with the husband and then turn also to the wife and have relations with the wife. And so this person was in the bed having access to both partners for sexual purposes. And yet a married couple is supposed to have sexual access to one another only. Know ye not if you are married that your body does not belong to yourself, but it is your husband's. Know you not, if you are married, that your body is not your own, but it belongs to your wife. And so people absolutely break and shatter the words of the Lord that are encaptured in Scripture, and they destroy the secret act that God says, the sacred act that should only be between a man and his wife. Some people are bisexual and they get into marriage and then they confess it to their partner and the spouse agrees for them to bring their lover to the marital bed so that they can all share one another at the same time. There were a lot of beds in this vision. I have described quite a few beds and the Lord made me walk past each bed and look into each bed. And as I looked, my heart really became heavy, sick heavy and sick and full of dread. And the reason you feel this dread is because you know that these sins will not go unpunished. There is a dread that I feel as a chosen messenger of the Lord because I see things and I know there will be an answering for it. I see things and I know there will be a reckoning for it. No one can commit these things and think that they will get on a jet and fly somewhere or they will just afterwards go to a Bible study and just be like, I'm so sorry I did that. It does not work like that. Repentance is a genuine work. And when you repent rightly, it will literally crack the facade of the fake and profane life that you have been living living, and give birth to something new from the inside. And that is why repentance is not widely practiced in the church today, because it is genuine work to become the new creation that the Lord Jesus Christ says that we are in him. So I saw beds with children in them, small children who do not know anything about the act, practice of the matters of sex. And these children were crying and crying. And God was showing me that they were in great distress. 
Children do not understand sex, but the wiring that God has given the human being grows according to how we are. The wiring of a human being grows and matures by age and by experience. And so children don't need to know what sex art is, but children know instinctively that sex is not a part of their paradigm. It's not a part of Peppa Pig. It is not a part of um, um, the Muppets. It's not a part of the things that children take delight in and want to partake in. And therefore, when it comes near them, they become frozen. They become weird. They become gravely uncomfortable. And because children do not possess many of them, they do not possess the ability to express themselves as adults do. And so they express the, the desecration that they feel, the pain and the horror of it with tears and tears and tears. And some of them express it through simply becoming like a stone. They don't have any emotion. Things, important things in their psyche are just cut to pieces and they cannot compute properly anymore. And so I saw many children in these beds crying and crying. Some of them were not touched sexually, but they were terrorized by adults and the adults were showing their private areas to these children and making the children touch them. These children who were not being touched, but were only being shown adults' private parts, they cried even more than the children who were touched because they were being tormented in their minds and they did not understand what was going on or what it had to do with them or why they had to be there. Some of these children were in their own bedrooms and their room doors would open. And then the Lord showed me that the child would turn himself into a cartoon. So the children began to play games in their mind where they turned themselves into their favorite characters or they turned themselves into movie characters as a form of escapism for what was about to happen to them. And so sometimes the bedroom door would open, I saw it in the vision, and then I would see the big bad wolf standing there, and actually it's a man. Or some, and then the child turned herself into Little Red Riding Hood. Or in one case, I saw that the evil queen from Rapunzel, Snow White, opened the door, and then the child turned himself um, into the handsome prince, and he was pretending to be the handsome prince in his mind, while the hands of this grown woman were roving all over his body. And the Lord made me to understand that children experience mental illness, they experience split personalities, they experience mental breakdown, and they experience many different forms of internal breakdown and instability because of sexual trauma that they go through early in life. Please bear in mind that this is not only happening in the halls of the great and famous, it is happening in homes all over the United States unreported, uninvestigated, unknown, until these children are sometimes grown adults and begin acting out in terrible ways in their own relationships, all because they had trauma that nobody knew about. Some of these children were being touched and they did not cry. The Lord showed me that they were lying in bed like rocks. Like I said, their emotional centers became snipped, became just destroyed, and that was because adult men and women were sleeping with them multiple times. The Lord showed me this. I saw it. 
And some of the children were crying because they were in physical pain because their bodies are tiny and their parts are not ready to hold male and female adult parts. They are not ready for that kind of interaction. So these children were crying, not from mental torture, but from physical pain that they felt. And God showed me that the souls of the children were being damaged and fractured, and some of them were becoming extremely hardened. I saw a girl as big as 18 years old. So this abuse goes on well into the upper teen years. And I saw a girl who was 18 years old. She had tattoos all over her body. It's as if she would go and get a tattoo every time just to just to hurt herself, to cause herself to feel pain or to feel something. And her father was sleeping with her. And I saw standing by the bed as this man was raping his daughter, something that he had been doing since her early childhood. I saw the spirit of death in the shape of the Grim Reaper standing right by the bed. And I could see that the girl was going to kill herself soon simply because she could not continue on with the cycle of abuse anymore. And the Lord made me know that some children become aggressive and they act out and they're distanced and emotionless and they seem cut off. So a lot of the children that you see walking around now with the goth hair, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them are cut off and unable to bond with their peers or bond with society because of early childhood sexual trauma. And they also have much suicidal spirit in them because of sexual abuse. In some of the beds, I saw people with animals. So some of the people were in bed with snakes and pets, and they were involved in bestiality. In one bed, I saw a crocodile reading a newspaper, believe it or not. And the crocodile was wearing human clothes and watching a blonde lady who was sleeping next to him. And at the time, I didn't understand thinking, is this a real crocodile or is God just trying to show a man that is hardened? But it was made known to me that this is an actual thing. And later in the, in the movement of this ministry, the Lord has revealed to me many times that in the end times, simply because of the licentious nature of people, which means that people will basically just want to strip off their clothing and have sexual relations in the streets as they can, if they could, and they will do it. There will be absolutely no restraint, especially here in the United States. People are simply going to do whatever they want. And God has says that in the very end days, creatures that are able to assume a human form, but are actually reptile beings, snake beings, and other descendants of Nephilim beings will come and will mate with human women. If you want to find more about that, you can read the post entitled um, Strange Flesh. I will leave the link in the description box below. And God has said that women and men will willingly mate with demonic entities that have a physical form, aquatic beings, meaning men from beneath the sea. Whether you like it or not, this is the truth that God has revealed, and I will, re I will render it exactly as he said it. Women and men will engage in sexual intercourse with these creatures, because on the heart of this crocodile, I saw the words written, not yet meaning that the timing to reveal his true nature, that he was not man, but another type of beast, was not 
yet. And so I saw many other things that I will be carrying on and speaking about in the other series. But the Lord said that marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed should be kept undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and all adulterers. This is Hebrews 13 and verse 4. It says flee, which means don't stroll away or think I've got this and I can handle it. The word flee means run, beat a hasty retreat from sexual immorality. For every sin that a man can commit is outside of his own body, but he who commits sexual sins sins against his own flesh. And that's 1 Corinthians 6 and 18. And so I will continue with this series, but I'm saying now, do not be deceived. It is time for us to examine the parameters of our own life and see if they line up with what God calls abstinence from sin. It says abstain even from the appearance of evil. What does this mean? This means that even if you have the opportunity, for instance, to hang out with a group of people, maybe you're a teen or maybe you're a young person still figuring out your place in the world. It is so strange that even people in their 30s and 40s are still experiencing social anxiety. They don't quite know where to fit in. They don't quite have friends and things of that nature. As you are trying to find your place in the world, no matter what your age is, even if you're older and you don't have friends or you're going through loneliness, it is still important for you to abstain from the appearance of evil. That means that you must hold yourself back from anything that can bring reproach to your testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything that could have people say, well, I saw her with a bunch of people who are running an online escort agency, or doesn't he spend time with those men that go around um, shorting the market and doing insider trading? God does not want his people doing this. God has placed us in the world. I'm not saying that we should go out of the world. God will even put Christians in very shocking places in the end times. He will put his people in very shocking communities and places where we think, I don't know if a Christian should be there. And the reason God is going to do that is to use certain people as a light in those places so that those people have a chance to hear the gospel and repent. But this may not be the case for every believer. And so we are supposed to live lives that are above reproach and that bring no shame to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will continue with the profanity series, but for today, that is part three. And the name of part three is Immolators of Desire. What does that mean? That means that these are people who set their flesh on fire with unholy lusts and perversions that break the sexual law that God has set for us all in the word. And so thank you for being with me. I am Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. You can find everything pertaining to my ministry in the, in the box below. Thank you to all of you. Please make it a habit when you watch these videos. Kindly go to the blog and read the prophecy. I always say this. Please be in the habit of reading the prophetic words for yourself. And the way you do it is that it will build discernment in you. You will become a discerning person who doesn't just come to the internet and listen to people and say, oh, okay, well, she said it. But you can go and set your eyes on the scriptures and set your eyes on the words that God has spoken for himself. That is the purpose of the master's voice. The father is well able to speak for himself. And I am here giving voice to his words as he said them, as he said them, his tone as he said it, so that we can be warned of what is acceptable and unacceptable 
before the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Heavenly Father bless and keep you. If you want to be a blessing to this ministry, you can find everything about how to support the Master's Voice in the description box below. And until I see you again, goodbye.